There's growing consensus of the benefits of antimicrobial stewardship programs in the adult inpatient setting. However, research has begun to demonstrate that the advantages of such programs may be realized in pediatric hospitals as well. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Focus on Pharmacy. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk, PharmD. And our guests today are Dr. Talene Medjin, PharmD, and Dr. Theo Zaudis, MD. Dr. Zaudis and Medjin have been instrumental in heading up the antimicrobial stewardship program at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and both have written recently about their experience in the Pediatric Infectious Disease Journal. Dr. Medjin, Dr. Zaudis, welcome to the program. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you for having us, Dr. Turk. For those of our listeners who aren't familiar with the terminology, could you describe what an antimicrobial stewardship program is? Sure. An antimicrobial stewardship program is really a program to help physicians and healthcare providers optimize patient care surrounding antimicrobial use, specifically to improve the clinical outcomes while minimizing the unintended consequences of antibiotic use, including the toxicity of the antibiotics, selection of pathogenic organisms such as Clostridium difficile or resistant organisms, and to prevent the emergence of resistance. What's your sense of how widespread the inappropriate use of antibiotic or antimicrobial agents actually is? Typically, antimicrobial therapies prescribed for up to 30 to 50% of all patients in the hospital setting, and studies have found that 50% of all antimicrobial therapy is inappropriate. And nationwide, there's 2 million nosocomial infections annually, and 1 out of 20 acquire a nosocomial infection, and approximately 20% of these infections are due to resistant organisms. So resistance is one of the adverse outcomes associated with inappropriate use. What are some other outcomes? There's also studies that show there's increase in mortality, morbidity, as well as length of hospitalization and cost of care. And actually, some interesting studies have shown that when you delay therapy, it's likely to contribute to worse outcomes and your severity of illness. Do any major national organizations or government agencies put stock in antimicrobial stewardship programs? The Infectious Disease Society of America and the Society of Healthcare Epidemiology of America have actually developed guidelines for institutions to enhance antimicrobial stewardship. And these guidelines recommend that healthcare facilities implement antimicrobial stewardship programs, and they actually outline the elements of what a comprehensive program would be. In addition, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have launched a campaign titled The 12 Steps to Prevent Antimicrobial Resistance Among Hospitalized Children. And in that 12-step program, there are four strategies. One of the four strategies that encompasses steps 6 through 10 of the program is titled Use Antimicrobials Wisely. So therefore, there are several organizations, including the Centers for Disease Control, the Infectious Disease Society, and the Society for Healthcare Epidemiology have now had calls for improved antimicrobial use or antimicrobial stewardship. If we could also add to that, the Infectious Disease Society of America, also known as IDSA, in 2006 have actually developed guidelines for the development of an institutional program to enhance antimicrobial stewardship. So they're on the forefront of making a statement that hospitals should start incorporating antimicrobial stewardship programs. While we're on that subject, you both have a hand in the antimicrobial stewardship program at your practice setting. I was wondering if you could take a moment to describe your respective roles. I am the clinical specialist, the pharmacist that pretty much runs the day-to-day -day program from, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, 9 to 5, carrying what we call the antimicrobial stewardship pager. So the physicians will contact us when we have any targeted antibiotics 
to ask for, you know, recommendations as well as whether they can use the targeted antibiotic. And what are some examples of targeted antimicrobials? It's really based off of the CDC recommendations for any of what we call like the big guns, you know, um, vancomycin, the carbapenems, which would be imipenem or mirapenem. Some people, you know, they like to call a gorilla fillin, you know, because it covers everything. So large spectrum and large spectrum, yes. agents that we might typically want to keep in the reserve. Uh, exactly, yes. And Dr. Zaudis, what's your role in the antimicrobial stewardship program? I'm the medical director of the antimicrobial stewardship program, and, and in that role, I sort of oversee all the elements or aspects of the program, including working with Dr. Medjin to develop guidelines on appropriate antimicrobial use at the institution. We're developing programs to monitor use, including electronic surveillance methods. I also have a research agenda to try to share our experience with the antimicrobial stewardship program with other institutions that are interested. So in essence, I have oversight over the program. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Charles Turk. Our guests with us are Dr. Theo Zaudis and Talene Medjian. Both have played key roles in getting the antimicrobial stewardship program at the Children's Hospital Philadelphia, or CHOP, up and off the ground. Who was the advocate for this program? How did it all get started? That's a great question. Prior to being called antimicrobial stewardship programs, they were called antimicrobial restriction programs or antimicrobial management programs. And the goal of those programs was initially was financial, actually, to reduce costs associated with antibiotic use and also to reduce use of broad-spectrum antibiotics. But as we all know in the healthcare profession, physicians and healthcare providers do not like to be managed. So the term managed or restricted was not perceived in a positive manner by healthcare providers. I think the terminology has evolved and it has evolved appropriately to use the word stewardship, which is a broader term that encompasses patient safety and quality uh, foci to improve the overall outcomes of patients, not just to restrict antibiotics solely for financial reasons or for solely for resistance issues. But as I mentioned in the definition, it's really intended to improve antibiotic use with the goal of affecting multiple outcomes. Now, you said something that kind of struck me, and that is that your recommendations may very well differ from that of the primary team following any given patient. And I have to imagine that it could potentially get tricky wanting to convey the necessity for appropriate care while avoiding making them feel like you're stepping on their toes. How do you avoid that conflict, and and what do you do to resolve? Before I answer this specific question, if we look at the data regarding perceptions of how significant the problem of inappropriate use is, you ask physicians and they perceive antimicrobial resistance or inappropriate use to be a public health problem or a national problem. If you ask the physician, same physicians, whether it's a problem in, at their institution, fewer of them think it's a problem at their institution. And if you go one step below that and say, is it a problem in your practice, even fewer or smaller proportion think it's a problem in their own practice. So I think we all believe that we practice the best 
antimicrobial stewardship at the individual practitioner level. What we've done is really to engage the end users of the program, the clinicians in the intensive care units and the rest of the hospital, up front. So we sit down with them. We show them the evidence that exists surrounding appropriate antimicrobial use for specific conditions. And we actually have them participate in looking at that data and saying, that sounds reasonable. Let's make a clinical guideline on antimicrobial use in our specific units or populations. This has helped tremendously because they're at the table up front. Now, I have to tell you that there are situations, although there are less than you would think, where we butt heads over antimicrobial use. Most physicians are interested in doing right by their patients, and I think when given the data and the information, they make the right decision. So you would say a key component to making an antimicrobial stewardship program working anywhere would be a large educational piece, getting the clinicians at the table and presenting the evidence. Absolutely. They have to feel that they own this process and it's not being mandated or sent down to them from Dr. Medjin or myself. One of the things we also do is we have an antimicrobial drug use evaluation committee. And this committee is a multidisciplinary committee that has, like, at the table, we'll have microbiology, infection control, you know, general pediatrics, representatives from the major departments within the institution. And, you know, when there is situations that we might, you know, butt heads, as Dr. Zayuda said, you know, we'll bring them to the table in this committee and, you know, we'll have a discussion among, you know, the physician's peers. And from there, you know, we'll, that actually is a great, environment to come to conclusions, set up new guidelines, and actually set up new areas of research. You two yourselves published a paper just recently evaluating the merits of antimicrobial stewardship programs at your particular site. How would you say the study was conducted and what was its rationale? The study came about really was an observational study. This program has been around for over 15 years in some sort of capacity. Um, as Dr. Zayuda said, it was originally a restriction program and, and has evolved um, into a stewardship program. And really, you know, when you do literature searches, you look out there and where our guidance came from was the adult institutions. And when you look, there really is nothing in the pediatric literature, you know, supporting it or, you know, pointing out any differences. And the IDSA guidelines actually suggest that, you know, the future should hold looking at evaluating different pediatric institutions and their differences that might occur within adults. And, you know, whether our strategies, we wanted to see whether what we were doing was not causing harm, you know, were we being effective in our, you know, pediatric population. And so that really was the trigger to, you know, kind of answer the question, you know, we've been around, you know, what impact are we having? What did you find? What we really found was that we are actually having a, a big impact, not just, you know, streamlining antibiotics, but as well as impacting patient safety. And the most surprising, I think, result from the study was that, you know, physicians come to us, you know, for consultations, you know, requesting guidance on, you know, for almost becoming a source for them, you know, requesting recommendations for antimicrobial use, dosing, duration of therapy, as well as the targeting antibiotics and helping them. Rather than something like Big Brother, uh, the stewardship program actually becomes more of something like a resource. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's almost kind of exactly what we were looking to happen, and we were just surprised by our results that were actually having a good relationship, you know, with our medical colleagues. What do you feel the role is of pharmacy in the creation and maintenance of an antimicrobial stewardship program? 
That's a really good question. Um, that has also evolved. If I remember correctly, the IDSC originally had stated that, you know, the clinical pharmacists should not be the ones to be running the program. But a study actually done by our colleagues next door at the University of Pennsylvania showed that the clinical pharmacists actually, with the, you know, director of the antimicrobial stewardship program, have better outcomes versus just the infectious disease fellows. So really, the clinical pharmacist is help managing the day-to-day, you know, making, able to make those interventions of not only, you know, using clinical guidelines to make recommendations, but then be on the forefront in recommending dosing, the correct duration of therapy, you know, making interventions on patients with renal dysfunction, as well as pharmacotherapeutic levels that need to have quick responses to. Doctors Talin Medshin and Theo Zaudis have been our guests in the discussion of antimicrobial stewardship programs in the pediatric practice setting. Thank you both very much for joining us. Thank you for having us. It was our pleasure. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and you've been listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, now featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at ReachMD.com, and thank you for listening.